Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello, hello. Here we are again. Woo. Yes. Yes. Should we make it as fast as last week? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? Okay, I literally forget to say this every single week. Um, we're past 200 episodes. It would have been better if, like, if we advertise our 200th episode and we did it. <laughs> so now it's something like 206. So, yeah. <laughs> and also okay so we don't we don't always say this because we always forget uh-huh. okay but like laura wright saw one of our stories and i don't know what to do now i think we should like we don't want her to hear us like what's happening <laughs> like i feel like i have to hide because we believe that no one listens right to us it's yeah. like okay we have like three people and we all talk and it's super fun and it's getting weirder because like they see us, Mel. <laughs> they know. They know. And Johnny keeps telling me they know. And I'm like, no, like no one can know. No one can know about this podcast. <laughs> it's just for us. It was just meant to be a secret between us <laughs> and, a, and a select few. Right? Okay. Yeah. So, guys, I just need you to stop telling people about the podcast. <laughs> we need you to stop spreading the word. Okay. Okay, guys. As long as we're all on the same page again. We really, we really know how to promote ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I remember when we started this and I'd be like, no, stop it. He's like, do you, do you tell people about it? I'm like, no, not at all. Ever. Why? Why would I tell anybody? <laughs> I was like, why would I do that? It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm just talking to Mel. Like, what do you mean? Uh, anyways. Anyways. So let's do what people come here to tell to listen to, right? That's what they, <laughs> but but again, don't let other people do it. Just you. Yes. Thank you. Just you guys. Oh gosh. As long as we cleared all that up. Okay. So I want to talk about Mac and Felicia a little bit because <laughs> they I feel like they'll get my subtlety gold star for the week. Yes. Because you get it, right? It's a joke. Because they're not. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I was like, oh no. Is this not coming across? We um, have met. I do pick up on your tone <laughs> and your subtlety. Oh my God. But I honestly couldn't believe it. Like, just like Felicia is like, like, I love how she's in the background. She's like, what if she didn't know she had a kid? Right? I and love Max's face. And, and then the week before, Felicia's like, when they said like something about how could you like hide like why would you lie she's like what if the father was dangerous and like she gave us an answer last week and then this <laughs> and then this is crazy so she so then she's like what if she didn't know and then she's like let me walk you through it and she like walked <laughs> all of us through the plausibility of cody perhaps being max son because then it was like mm-hmm. then they actually questioned right because they already talked about it. they already suggested this last week if the father is dangerous you hide the kid i mean Oberg did it with you know uh, nathan and Faison, and so then mac picks up on it he's like yeah but like when leopold died why keep the kid a secret mm-hmm. and i was like Dun, dun, dun. Wait, so actually, no, it doesn't make sense to me because, then, <laughs> because if Dominic, so which is it? Did Dominic not know she was pregnant, but then hid Cody because his dad was dangerous and then forgot? <laughs> what? <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I'm lost in the soap opera excuses, but we all get it. All signs point to Mac. Yes, absolutely. It was like he saw himself as a young man yes! when he looked at Cody. It was wild. Yes, because it was never like, oh my gosh, you look like your mother, and I remember loving her. It was like, <laughs> oh no, oh no, that's of all the kids not to raise my own, <laughs> right? Aww. You know, like he's raised everyone, and to have mm-hmm. a son after raise, you know, because he raised daughters, he's had daughters, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, so part of me would love to see Mac father uh, Cody. Because you know how weird this all is? <laughs> like, I don't know why everything sounds funny in my head right now. But it's just like, like, think about it. Like, they had that scene at the axe throwing place. And yes. all of a sudden, out of nowhere, 
Max having a conversation with with Dante about his career and about supporting him, like reiterating their friendship. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, all right. But now it makes sense, right? It's so weird. It's like, here Cody comes back, his best friend's Dante. Dante's Mm -hmm. sort of like Max's mentor, sort of. And then all of it, it's just, wow. Well, it's like tangled in with Maxi. There's the whole yes. situation. I can really easily see, you know, Mac building his, rebuilding the bar and working there through his retirement and Cody helping out at the bar or coming to the bar. Like, there's such an ease yeah. in having Mac be the father. It really is. But then, so now what's the deal with Esme? Because up until this point, all of those hints about like, not having a biological child <laughs> of his own. Then it was not having a shared biological child mm-hmm. and raising kids later in life. So we all thought that was like all signs point to Esme. And yes. it's not like that's off the table, but I not in a million years predicted what? So two rando children. I kind of love it though. <laughs> Like, I don't hate it, but I'm like, so they're just both suddenly going to realize it's a Cody, it's an Esme. You have adult children. (laughs) We're going to raise them right. Oh, my gosh. Like, how (laughs) weird is that? Think of, like, Esme and being like, Cody is her stepbrother. Because they're a different vibe, right? Like, Esme is that villain and Cody is that, like lug you know that like (laughs) that funny guy who pushes your buttons the way he teases Brit so it's such a strange combo oh totally and then like you put Esme with like Maxi like just like somebody just so her drama she feels is drama but like Esme is like out of this world drama right so like it's it's just gonna be a little interesting family tree going on and Brit and Cody finally you know, hooked up, I guess. Kind of. And and she, (laughs) and it sounds like she's agreeing to like hook up further. And she got vulnerable. She did. I was really surprised that she brought out the Jason talk already, which shows that she is ready to move forward. I'm just still not convinced that of Cody's intentions. Me neither. I feel like you're very protective of Brit. And you're super <laughs> suspicious of Cody. Yes. Um, okay, so we'll see. We'll see if he can win win you over. I hope he does. He's got a lot to prove. <laughs> he he really he really does. And so like, there was a lot of mingling. Like we're talking about like Cody and all that stuff. But then there was Spencer Finn tossed together. I what did you think about that? Like I loved seeing them together. So when I saw Spencer with Finn, I was like, okay, this is happening in front of my face. And then the (laughs) whole Victor thing, like he didn't really want to leave him alone with Victor. But then it all Mm -hmm. made sense when they shifted to Elizabeth and Nicholas. Because then I was like, oh, okay, like you just swap scene partners, right? That's sort of your connection? Yes. The the way that I wanted to take it in, I don't know if that's actually happening, (laughs) is that, you know, Spencer's losing his father figure. Mm-hmm. Finn is associated with Elizabeth. There's a history there. Finn is related, to, well, not related to, but has a relationship with Cam. Spencer has a relationship to. Finn is like kind of the the good guy. If you want to pick a dad mm-hmm. or pick a guy to kind of like model yourself around, Finn is a good one to pick. So I'd like to see kind of Finn in the mix of being that sort of mentor to the boys, in a sense. I don't know how exactly. I do. Oh, yeah. so, oh, with Ava? Yeah. it's all about the it's all about the nail salon right it's all about the nail salon okay and so okay so going back to just Liz and Nicholas right I was okay I'm just okay what were you thinking when you watched whatever (laughs) land that was of Elizabeth and Nicholas finding each other and talking and commiserating well, we know that Nicholas lives on a gosh darn other planet, and Elizabeth is not too far off, but she still but lives in reality. But she has a reality. reason, though. Exactly! Right? Exactly. Like, now that now that you're saying it, it's true. Like, Nicholas is being Nicholas, which it floors me that he actually believes what he's saying. But at least with Elizabeth, we know, like, she's a little unwell. But exactly. I, I... Okay, but you know what's weird, though? Like, she's unwell, and she's acting like this. 
but the way she was like treating Finn I don't know like that kind of bad behavior actually reminded me of like the Elizabeth I wasn't a fan of same there's some serious is it weird it's not weird I think it's intentional I think that what they're doing is she's she's bringing together her past and her present because (gasps) there's something that's affecting her that is deep look at you sometimes I tell you dig in oh I love it because like okay so when they were commiserating I'm like this is really happening and well I also found it so funny she's like yeah he thinks I'm nuts wait a second where are we she blacked she like blacked out twice like the first time I felt should have been a bigger deal right because she had a cut over Mm -hmm. but she was more like oh Hey, where am I? And then literally she paused for two seconds during the conversation. She's like, oh my God, I'm losing time. And I'm like, okay, it was like a sec. But I think what's a big deal is that you lost time walking through an entire forehead. Uh, no, <laughs> forest. <laughs> forest. <laughs> yes, metaphorical stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so she, she walked through the forest and sliced her forehead. Yes. That's anyways. And then I just feel bad for Finn. Like I'm watching him and I have to remember that he loves her. Cause in my head, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I would have walked away. I would have been like, bye-bye, bye-bye. You don't want to get help. You want to stay like this? I'm gone. <laughs> like I was angry, but then I'm watching him. And I, I'm like, Oh, right. He loves her. Cause he's all like tiptoeing around her where I just wanted to smack her. But he didn't do that, which is a good choice. Good choice. No, he was very patient. And even when they had that scene later on in the office with Jordan and Nicholas coming in with the alibi, like the fact that he just allowed that all to happen and was patient and kind and listened to Elizabeth after, I'm like, damn, this guy is like an angel. He it kills me every time he apologizes for stuff that it's like, well, you gotta do that because she's being ridiculous. But he's <laughs> but he's doing it. But I I loved I love those scenes. And obviously she opened up to him, and I'm like, finally, right? Like she's being a yes. little bit more honest. And at that point, I felt like, okay, there's less of a chance she's gonna do something stupid with Nicholas. Cause in those moments, I just thought it was like even in the okay, in the doctor's office when they're talking, Nicholas goes, we go way back. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, something like, don't remind me or let's not go there. Or yes. like, and I was like, shut okay. your face, Nicholas. <laughs> and I was like, guys, first off, you had like a heart to heart in the park. Okay. Like at the corner mains, mm-hmm. he says you go way back, but the sex was a small portion of your relationship. So I just thought it was interesting that they chose to, to refer to that specifically of their past. So that to me felt like a clue of something that could happen between Elizabeth and Nicholas. But then when Elizabeth finally opened up to Finn, because the less she hides, the more like connected she is to Finn, except through the lied alibi. Exactly. So yeah, I'm really happy she came clean. I thought it was so funny though, when Finn was like, oh yeah, I'm like the good guy. I'm going to give you a description of every single place I've been through the entire night. And Elizabeth just opens her eyes so big, like dummy, lie for me. (laughs) I, but that's the thing, like her face. So when he said, Oh, I was with Maxie, she was just didn't know what to do. But it was just funny yeah. because there's a couple people, you know, because even um even the night of at the corner mains, when everyone kind of saw Mac mm-hmm. and you have like a crowd of people finding out what happened to Ava, it's like you're seeing some suspects, but you're seeing two of them with memory gaps, Spencer and Elizabeth. Right? It was so interesting to me that. Joss found Ava. I kind of wanted Joss to find Ava. It was like a split second thought. And then she did. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. Why? I mean, okay, fine. There's the Dex portion, but I don't know. Was it all just to bring Joss and Dex in another situation together? Or do you think it was intentional in terms of the Joss-Ava relationship? Oh, all of it. Because, you know, there's nothing that pulls people together, like some serious drama and trauma. So I think oh, that her seeing, right? Like, mm-hmm. Title <laughs> of the podcast, Drama and Trauma. <laughs> and I think to see Ava vulnerable and needing her and yeah. wanting her there and coming so close to, you know, her dying and thinking about Avery, like you were just saying, you know, she's Avery's mother. She's a close friend to Trina. She she's seen Ava grow too. She wants to admit it or mm-hmm. not. So I think it was to bring Ava and her closer together as well as solidify that relationship with her on Dex for sure. Because I also thought it was interesting that when Ava came to, she actually asked the specific question, who found me? 
Exactly. So I thought that was You know what I mean? Because that did not have to be a question that happened in the first moments that Ava woke up. No, so, like, I felt it was one of those moments, like you say, where they're clarifying things that we they don't normally do for us, which we love. Exactly. So there's a hint there, but I'm kind of really curious where that part is going to go. I mean, look, Dex and Joss, when they stand next to each other, they look like a couple. Damn, I know, right? <laughs> and it's like they're following that longstanding tradition of that couple, like the whole somebody works for Sunny scenario. Usually somebody works for Sunny and they date somebody mm -hmm. who is morally against what they do and Sunny. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so they're following in that tradition. But we can't forget that like before Jaws finds Ava, she finds someone else in the kitchen. What did you think about Joss's face off? I was jumping up and down. Like there's so much good stuff in there. Like I love that she said, uh, what did I write when I wrote um, dessert, no harm. I feel like that's what Nina should have said. That's the first thing what? that came out of her mouth. Because she was just there for the dessert. That was her line the entire time she was at the quarter means. I'm saving the day with dessert. Please don't hurt me. Like That should be her opening line I, to I, everybody at that house. Mm -hmm. I was just shocked at the other things that Joss said. Like, I'm pretty sure she called her the B word. And that she said something yes. about, uh, I'd be slapping your girlfriend or something like that. I was just, <gasps> I was shocked, but also excited. <laughs> I Okay, it's like, okay. It's kind of like with her and Michael. I get shocked. And I am satisfied, but at the end, but also somewhat disappointed. Yes. And they're like, that. you know what I mean? Like, of course I look, I, I like Nina drives me up the wall and mm. I love Joss, but I do feel like on the one hand, she's portraying that accurately. She's young. Right. And the yes. point is, like, if you think about that generational lunch with her, Bobby and Carly kind of talking about mistakes, like, like, Joss will never make the epic mistakes that they did. I don't think, right? Like, mm -hmm. generationally, the world has changed. And I think that, like, this is the young version of a person, right? The, like, like if you look at Carly, how she's matured so much. Mm -hmm. Like, the point is, Joss can't be mature fully, right? She could be smart. She could be savvy. She could be part of her mom. But it makes sense that she would lash out and kind of cross certain lines. Yes. Okay, that's a great way of explaining that. It got kind of ugly there. Um, mm -hmm. Anna came in wanting to talk to Sunny, and that was strange. Yes. Because, because they were talking. She was, she was trying to get info on Victor, and then Sunny gave a clue. Inadvert well, I don't know if it was inadvertently, but he shares that, like, he tried getting suspen suspenser. <laughs> Suspenser <laughs> um, um, to admit it was Victor that helped him escape jail. I love how how much help Anna needs in putting these pieces together. I know, like what? The <sighs> Anyways, so then um, Sunny stops and says he's proud of Spencer that he didn't rat out Victor and that he's developed a sense of loyalty. Is this a joke? I put a puking emoji beside okay. that note. <laughs> Accurate. Accurate. I was like, is this a thing? And meanwhile, Nina's having a conversation with Valentine. And how, what do you make of that? Okay. So they're, they're talking. Valentine obviously cares deeply for her. She goes on about her struggles of what it is to date Sunny and, mm -hmm. you know, interact with Joss. What do you, like, do you, do you feel that Valentine reacts to her at all? Like, Honestly, like I said, I think he holds a special place for her, but he also treats her like a bobo sometimes. Like, he's just mm -hmm. like, oh, it's just Nina. He doesn't take it on too seriously, and he's also dealing with his own stuff. So I think he's, like, in it, but not in it. Be because I find that he tends to, like, whenever she says things that you're kind of not agreeing with or maybe you mm -hmm. feel it's distorted, I find he doesn't say much. I find he picks very carefully what he, what topics she brings up that he actually chooses to take on. Oh, I agree. Like, he could have said a ton about, you know, them, her kind of comparing Spencer's situation to Joss's situation. Like, they're not comparable. They are so mm -hmm. vastly different. She's the one who caused all of this. And he, like, what, kidnapped Spencer? Like, it's really different. She kidnapped Sunny. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, like, she turned in Valentine for kidnapping Spencer and then decided 
Valentine was the man for her. <laughs> anyway, there was so much so, about that scene that um, that was like weird, like all the hand holding and the poetry and the like the vibe of the way they are. I find it a little strange. I feel like he's able to do that because he knows it's nothing. And I know it sounds weird, but it's like, even though like Nina was a very important person to Valentine, he loved her very much. and went to great lengths to be with her when he was with her. And he thought Anna was the Anna that was into him. He did stray. Ooh. Right. right? And I, and I've always felt that Anna was the one for him. Um, but also was it that conversation that Valentine sort of admitted that maybe Spencer had his reasons did he admit that to her or was that only when Finn was there and Valentine? Cause that was kind of cool too, right? It was Finn and Valentine. And then eventually it was Finn, Victor Spencer. Yes. It was when uh, Valentine was with Finn that he said that, cause he did apologize to Spencer. So that, that meant a lot to me. Like, I, <laughs> me like, too. How you, like how you feel about Cody, that meant a lot to me because Valentine did do a lot of bad things and he's evolved, but it makes sense from Spencer's perspective to still hold on to all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it made me feel better that, that Valentine actually acknowledged that Spencer really legitimately has reasons to feel the way that he does. So I really appreciated that. And I also thought it was interesting with like Finn and Valentine both looking for their ladies and being in that room together, yeah. like, there wasn't just a lot about their chemistry and what was going on in that room. And oh, right. Them. Anna, right. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Because, <laughs> like, when she was dating Finn, she was running off with, like, Valentine and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. I Because he, cause he, did, he did allude something to Spencer, like, I don't really like that guy or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay, so another thing about Spencer, because we talked earlier about, like, um, grouping. So we're saying, you know, We were talking about, like, um, Finn. Like, how could Finn play this role in his life? And the whole, like, maybe Finn might end up with Ava, especially if Finn ends up maybe taking care of the hospital. Who knows? And then it's like, we don't know how things are going to go. Like, right now, it's touch and go with Elizabeth, right? Mm -hmm. There's a potential for something with Nicholas, okay? Because she feels empathy toward him, where Finn's like, no, Nicholas is an idiot. Which kind of puts (laughs) Finn in the same situation with Anna, right? When he felt a way about Peter. Yes, that's so true. And she kind of, like, dismissed it. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, right? Because right now, Elizabeth gave a little nugget to Finn, right? To keep him there by giving him, like, trusting him a little bit and being a little bit vulnerable. But who knows if she'll climb up again and what that could mean for her behavior and if there could be that swap. But another weird interaction that Spencer had. So aside from Spencer interacting with, let's say, Valentine and Finn in the way that he did, what about his Jordan interaction? Because he had a Jordan interaction where he was kind to Jordan at the Metroport and, like, gave yes. her water, right? And then this week, I feel like we're getting, like, the next piece to that puzzle. Where when Jordan's at the hospital and she's questioning everybody, um, mm-hmm. she it lands on Victor. It's kind of ironic that she sort of landed on Victor about him mm-hmm. having an incomplete alibi given the conversation Victor and Spencer had earlier. Yes. About like, I love that, the whole back and forth, because I was like, where is this conversation going? But it was interesting to know that these two men could kind of play that little game of chess, suss each other out, but ultimately the trust was there and they weren't going to rat each other out. But the fact that like you're talking to Spencer about like, how do we manage your dad? Because your dad's not one of us. He's he's an idiot. (laughs) Okay. And, And so like, that was the vibe. But in the end, like Victor was the one with all the alibi. And then he goes over to Spencer who and kind of makes threats about Jordan. And I feel like Spencer will inevitably be in a position where he'll probably have to choose between Jordan and Victor. Yes, I 100% agree. And in that moment where they were kind of playing that like verbal chess is mm-hmm. that I think it really sunk in. So that moment in the hotel and the moment in the hospital for Spencer, who Victor really is, because everybody was warning him. Laura was warning him. People were just like, watch out for Victor. He's like, no, 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 he's my great uncle. He's all good. He's just looking out for me. So I think he he will have to decide, and we see this evolution of him <clears throat> trying to be a better person, that he's going to help maybe potentially put Victor away. I agree with you that he's on that journey of being a better person. At, but at the, like, and yes, people warned Spencer about him but I feel like Spencer to you're right to a degree knew what his grandfather's capable of right because his grandfather Mm -hmm. has pulled all kinds of strings for him but in that moment I felt like it was Spencer because it's his family right and I felt like in that moment 
it was seeing Spencer know who he was. Yes. He knows what it means to be a Cassidine. Kind of like that struggle Nicholas had, right? Like, of the whole, mm-hmm. and, and even Alexis talks about this, holding the, the Cassidine darkness and trying to be a better person. But Spencer is more Cassidine, right? He's, act, he's an active Cassidine. Alexis <laughs> yeah. is not an active Cassidine, right? Yeah. And so to me, that was interesting because you're going to see that, two, that two-parter, right? Because I feel like it's not just, oh, listening to the warnings. It's really like Spencer knows who he is. And he thinks like one, but like he can, like in a good way, like unlike his dad, right? Exactly. Because Nicholas can't make a plan for the life of him. Like he can't think for the life of him. And I don't even know what to think at this point because they're not being subtle. And I'm like, is this a misdirection? But like Nicholas is coming off crazy guilty. Slash just like the, how he a said jerk. that. Right? Okay, thank you. I'm like, what is the word here? <laughs> Definitely a jerk. He's still holding on to the fact that it's something that she did as opposed to his actions with Esme. And just Gross. being like, right? I'm kind of blaming Gross. her for getting stabbed. Like, I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. Here. I did not know what to make of that. Like, the first things he says to her is, it didn't have to come to this. And I was like, explain yourself. What do you mean? Like, what do you mean? And then, like, when... And I loved how Trina was on to him, right? She was like, what are you doing? Because it didn't look like he was trying to make her comfortable. No! (laughs) At all. And then the way he was talking to Trina, like, you know she thinks you're full-on guilty, right? (laughs) And so she felt really suspicious. And he's not even, like, hiding... Like, his behavior toward, like... Jordan, for instance, I was like, yes. you're, you're making yourself look horrible and to be caught in a lie, right? The moment Ava wakes up was like, we had a fight and I don't want him here. Yes. So guilty, right? <laughs> it's super guilty. He's yeah. super guilty. It's not good. Okay. So, so the thing is Ava's awake now. Yes. Um, Joss stopped by today, but again, no interaction. So I'm like, okay, because remember I asked you earlier, you know, is this about like, is, are we going to see the, the Joss Ava relationship evolve today? No, she did not get that interaction. We didn't get to see like Ava talk to Joss. Fine. But she did ask how she's doing and she's there for her sister. So I think there's, they're still planting the seeds of that relationship right now. So Joss um, is focusing on the bracelet with Dex, obviously. So, oh my God, like the crush could not be more obvious. And what I love, though, is I really enjoy Cameron and how he reacts to Jocelyn when she starts talking about Dex. Like, he looks at her very knowing. And what I like about Cameron, because I'm watching him through all of it, and, like, he does not look threatened. He knows his girlfriend's being a little shady. And you can see she has some kind of crush. But it doesn't really shake him whatsoever, is what I also see. I do love that. He has this quiet confidence, but oh my gosh, does Joss's face ever change? She's like, well, you know, like, he was a soldier. It's like, stop talking. (laughs) I know, I know. She can't help it. She cannot help it. So anyways, I just, I like that they throw in Cam after, like, a bunch of, like, Joss deck scenes. They throw in Cam Mm -hmm. to kind of, like... They got to show, like, it breaking down a little. Um, yes. Or maybe Cameron just being like, no, thanks. Like, if this is, this is what you want to do, go for it. But I don't know. It's weird because Joss and Dex together look really grown up. They do. While Cam looks super handsome, I love it when he wears that black shirt and there's this confidence about him. But it's just, like, it could not be more obvious where that part's going. I know. <laughs> right and apparently like I, I, when Dex says to Joss like why can't you just buy her another one mm-hmm. I was like okay she's like well if she did she wouldn't get to spend as much time with Dex on this adventure so anyway, exactly. she ra- right she'd rather dump, jump into a dumpster than like mm-hmm. part ways anyway so she's there to find the bracelet because Avery went to the hospital so Avery got taken to the hospital her papa decided oh. to go take her to the hospital yeah. to see her mommy. Um, and then when they're at the hospital, Nina is there. I what, wanted... what did you what did your brain do when that happened? 
I wanted a Leo style response from Avery. Oh. Like, oh, you cut me out of mommy's belly and tried to kidnap me. <laughs> like, I asked people what they thought. I mean, look, it was funny. It was a lot of like, oh, a lot of grunting, a lot of grunting. But um, yes, agreed. Um, but I thought this is funny. Lamont underscore A goes that Nina had this plant since the first day she she took Avery. So. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> this one makes me laugh. Mary at 34. Avery, please lead Nina to the Nell killing cliff. Um, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> oh, so, so Margot Biv said, hi, Avery, meet the woman who stole you when you were born. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so these are really funny because it's really weird, you know, to see that. But then something hit me like before I called you. And I was like, huh, because you remember, so, so a few things. So when Sunny says like, this is mommy's friend, one, did you notice that Nina had to correct that her really good friend? Like how insecure are you <laughs> that you needed to amp up your friend status to a child? Uh, because that's Nina. She is a child. Right? <laughs> but what I thought was interesting was that Sunny introduced Nina to Avery and uh -huh. Avery said, oh, your mommy's friend. So that means Ava never even introduced Avery to Nina. Which makes sense to me. Like, why would she? Isn't that interesting? Like, I, it just hit me. So, like, you know, Ava chose to be friends with Ava, like, to Nina. And when yes. what Nina did was brought up by Carly or by the article or whatever, you know, Ava went a little ice cold being like, you know, I know that's not who you are, but in that moment she got cold. Yes, how she was yes. born, you know? Like, she didn't forget. She's moved on because she acknowledges Nina is not that, but she went cold when that was brought up right in front of Nina. So, so it means that like, wow. So not even Ava thought to herself, like, I am going to like introduce or bring Nina actively into Avery's life, but Sunny did it. Yeah. I think not that's that weird. Ava minds, not that Ava minded, right? Cause she did ask her, was Avery here? But she, like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know where they're going to go with this all. Right. Because there's moments where they do highlight Nina's and Ava's relationship, which makes sense. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Carly and Ava do have a contentious one, but I feel like all hints are hinting at some kind of a stronger bond um, and common ground between Carly and Ava. Well, but I it's think hard to end, tell. It is hard to tell because that relationship is weird to me, especially like in talking about Avery, bringing Avery around Nina. It's too much for my brain to handle, but all I can kind of take out of it is that Nina is going to say or do something really not like murder or something like that, but bad. Like she's going to do something wrong. She's going to spill Avery, uh, sorry, Ava's secret or say something to Avery that she shouldn't. And that again is one of those things that's going to push Ava towards Carly's side of things. Like that level of trust that she allowed Nina to have in that hospital room. It's because everything's going to be dropped. Oh, okay. It's basically it, what you're saying is it's an opportunity for Nina to fail ultimately. Oh, 100% because I could not understand for the life of me why she would trust her with that information. Just Nina's look on her face is like, I can't keep a secret, dude. Maybe I know, old, but I can't keep other secrets, dude. <laughs> but no, but you're right, though, because this was a little bit tested when they had that dinner together. And Ava insinu insinuated that she went to go ask, you know, she's talking in like mob code, you know, like I went to talk to Sunny about Esme. And Nina was like, oh, my gosh, you did what? Right. She had like a strong reaction. But it's not yes. only that. How will Nina fare under Sunny? Because Sunny's pressuring her. What did you talk about? What did you talk about? What did you talk about? <laughs> like it was personal. They they talked about her affair, but the whole point is that is like like you pointed out. Why did she say that? Because it's sensitive information. Like as much as Nicholas is a moron, she understood that. Like <laughs> you know, knowing that Nicholas slept sleeps with Esme, um, it, it gives her like motive for like disappearing Esme. What you pointed out with Sunny, how he was like, "Tell me the truth. Tell me the truth." But what Nina did the same thing with Ava. What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Like, it makes me laugh so much at how Sunny is now and who Nina is and how similar they are in a sense. Like, they're kind of reaching the same levels. Well, they have to be at this point, right? right? To, to, to connect and to, and to be together. Um, yeah, I guess I kind of wondered, right? Because Carly was concerned. And imagine Avery staying with Carly. 
not Sunny. She's staying at Carly's. And there was that whole scene with Trina, right? I'm like, what is all this? Like, what is all this hinting at about Avery and Carly's role in her life? Is it the fact that, like, Nina's going to take on a bigger role and that's going to be hard for Carly because she has no control over that? And I'm like, that can't be it because Ava's fine, right? Because Trina and Carly had a talk where Trina starts to tell Carly, Avery is so lucky to have you. You're her constant. And Ava knows it. Oh. Like, what, what was that? Okay, so to me, that conversation was about, you know how at the end of the scene with Sunny and Nina and Ava, she's like, what if the person is still after me? That's a lead yeah. into the conversation of where does Avery stay? And she is not going to want Avery to stay with Nina and Sunny. She is going to want Avery to stay with Carly. And that is going to burn Nina. Okay. Okay. That's, that's where that lands. Okay. That's going to be really interesting. Okay. Right? I had this, I had this thought. It's a, it's a really weird thought. Hold on. Let mm-hmm. me try to get this. <laughs> let me try to get this right. Imagine like, what if the whole thing and the whole point of Nina mm-hmm. is that she's really the version of Carly if she never made the choices to let go of her anger and revenge, because when she came into town, she blamed Bobby for everything. The same mm-hmm. way that Nell and Nina blame Carly for everything. I freaking love that because it makes what Ava said and what Carly said this week about their past make even more sense. What? So, okay, so when Nina and Ava were in the room together, Ava was talking about how, you know, Nicholas did some really bad things and said some really bad things, and he led her to believe she still believed that she needed him. Like yes. not many people think she's a good person and that, you know, we've seen her change, but Ava yeah. is still holding on a little bit to her past and who she was and seeing herself a little bit through that lens of the past. And we heard Carly bring that up kind of, you know, feeling lost and what her past has been and her history. But those two women who actually like do so much self-reflection so and change and evolve, they're the ones who are doing that introspective thing. Whereas Nina's just walking through life blind. So I absolutely love what you are saying about Nina because there was a moment too when she walks out of that hospital room after they see Joss again, when mm-hmm. Nina and Sunny walk away from yeah. the back, that blonde hair and that orange dress was Carly. The, it was oh my God. Weird. I thought the dress was Carly when she sat at Ava's. I was like, oh, like I actually was, it was jarring to me. And the way that she stared at Joss and eyed her, I'm like, what is that? Right. <laughs> anyway, so for me, I'm like that. Cause it reminded me of this like weird thing I read years ago. Like I was stumbling upon like fans ideas of like friends and they're mm-hmm. like, what? Like it was so strange, but they're like, what if friends was all just Phoebe's imagination? Like she's this girl who Damn. like is, and I was like, oh my God. So like, so then when I thought of that idea, it made me think of that because it's like part of me does feel that. Like, what if Nina? That's who she really represents. Anyways, anyway, so you're talking about like self reflection and all that stuff, and like Carly is doing a lot of thinking and thinking and thinking, and I appreciated her talks with Bobby because it put a little bit into perspective for me. (laughs) Um, because I because I was buying what she was saying. I'm like, okay, okay, like Carly's making a lot of sense. Then I'm like, okay, but Drew's also making a lot of sense. And I'm like, is he right that she's she's BSing? And I couldn't tell. (laughs) I couldn't tell. I was ping ponging because I'm like, hey, on the surface, what she's saying is true. But what really got me, which what really added um for me a huge realness. Was that when when Carly goes, uh, when I, I met them when I was 22, yes! I found oh it, add, mm-hmm. it added such, but like, that's when like Drew like shut that down, like immediately after. <laughs> and, and, but when she said it, it was so real. I'm like, wow, because it's like, you know, I, we were so young when we watched it that she was always an adult to us. Right. And now that we're adults watching the show and she's reflecting on the fact that she was 22, it's like, we get it now. Like, oh my gosh, she was 22. She was so young and she met these people and it shaped her entire life. And she starts talking about identity. But at the same time, I think that like, I feel like they're setting up something very, very serious because mm-hmm. I feel like they're taking Drew and Carly very, very seriously Mm-hmm. Um, because they're taking the time to talk about Jason a lot. Whereas like, that's very drastically different than when she like dove into the whole Franco thing, which was 
pretty rough stuff yeah it was Mm -hmm. very it was rough and it wasn't until way later I mean mind you I was watching it much differently than the way I watch it now because of the podcast but back then it took a while before someone where she admitted something like I I leaned on him because Jason died I was like oh that made sense because up until this point like all of that complete madness her with Franco But in this instance, they're talking so in depth about it, you know, talking about Jason and processing it all. Like, honestly, it could really just be story, but it's like this week, you know, Laura Wright and Cameron Matheson were on GMA together, you know, promoing GH, you know, 60, like 60 years. And I'm not saying this is a fact or anything, but it's just like people, I've noticed comments about like a potential of Sonny wanting to retire. Okay. And, like, I don't know if they're choosing to position Carly, which I think is amazing, to, like, position a female as sort of, like, head or leading a soap opera entirely. Because that's what Sunny's been, you know, kind of, like, a really big deal, like, in General Hospital. And I kind of wonder, are they positioning Carly Drew as as a potential lead for the whole soap? Damn. I did not look at it that way, but I love everything you're saying. And I would would love to see that. I mean, maybe it's not. (laughs) maybe it's not at all you know maybe it's just like they're gonna be together and that's it but their big bomb is the fact that like bobby was all drew's not jason because jason would forgive you no matter what yes drew won't drew Mm -hmm. drew won't and exactly so i feel like you can't date him until you tell him that yeah and also because, like, like I said, I was I was buying Carly's excuses. And Drew's like, no, you're making excuses. And then he's like, crap, I have to, like, listen. She's not ready. But then Bobby said, you're afraid of taking, of, of stepping into the next chapter. And that's kind of, I was like, okay, okay, her mama knows. That's, pro- that's it. And then she picks up the Aruba flyer. Right. I mean, we both said we wanted to be in Aruba. If it's going to happen, it should happen in Aruba. It better happen there. And now it makes sense when Curtis calls out um, Drew. I'm like, what are you calling him out for? He's like, maybe you should get your house in order. I'm like, what is wrong with his ab <laughs> house? Okay. Yeah. And, and then it turns out, like, he doesn't have his crap together. Like, nope. do you have a steady job? <laughs> like, what is going on here? And so, and so at the same time, when he calls him out, she's looking at the workshop and maybe – you know, then Drew's going to look at the workshop. But I just thought it was, first of all, the they were meeting at the Savoy. And then they start to tell Drew about the party for Trina, which I was like, that's super weird timing, which Curtis nice. acknowledged. And then Portia's reaction. It's not that she shouldn't be happy about her engagement, but I still find her reactions a little chaotic. And like, yeah, it's like, there's so much going on. Like your daughter just got like, release which is a positive thing but you committed a crime to do it her mentors in the hospital it was it's just weird like Portia's coming off odd to me definitely like when you talked about our chaotic vibe last week it really was embodied in that scene too where she's like just trying to get Trina hyped about her party when Trina's like trying to be the adult and Portia's acting like <gasps> the immature kid and Trina's like but I want to stay here I want to go get Ava some clothes like just how that all kind of came out. And Portia's like, let's party. Let's celebrate. You got to think about yourself. I was just like, what is happening right now? Right? And she's like, what would Ava want? And I'm like, oh my gosh. I yeah. mean, yes, Ava always puts her first. But like, I don't know if someone you loved and care about was hurt. Like, it would feel really weird. Like, I, I just thought it was so strange. But I mean, look, she was so activated when she saw Trina next to Spencer. And man, mm-hmm. did Trina Spencer share some intense scenes without much but it was intense so it intense was. oh my god the way she reads him there was a little bit of an arm touch his look away like those two early star get my star but in that beautiful moment of them kind of bonding over ava spencer refers to ava as family yes yes I was like, what is happening? Trina and Spencer will eventually be together once he's out in three months. And then Ava will, you know, work with Spencer, be the adult in his life that he needs. Everything is going according to plan. I honestly think that. But I mean, like, poor Rory and all of this. Mm-hmm. He just got a but new spot on that new show, Chicago PD. He did? <laughs> he did. I believe it was on his Instagram. 
well, congratulations to Rory. And also, like, Spencer writes that letter, so, like, he's going to give it to her before jail. We think. Or, we don't know where letters end up. Do you know what's also significant about the party? What? Because Spencer's wearing a suit. He has the envelope, and I think he's going to a party. Initially, I'm like, well, that envelope's going to get lost somehow, but maybe it won't. Because the thing is, the party was sort of where they met. Remember, <gasps> he did the sprinklers. They go to the Savoy. Yeah. She bumps into him in the back. He pretends to be someone else. <gasps> and so, like, that could be the moment he's like, I love you so much in my heart, soul. I got goosebumps. Yeah. So good. (laughs) So good. Um, Okay. So the thing about Curtis and Portia that I forgot to say before, since we're talking about the Savoy, is that it's so, it messes with my mind because Drew going to see Curtis, their friends, but it's like a weird couple circle, right? Because you have Mm -hmm. Curtis and (gasps) Portia, the potential of Drew and Carly and Carly and Portia have a relationship because their daughters are besties. Yes. But then you have Curtis that's also close with Nina. Yes. <laughs> and so then there's like the Nina Sunny couple. It's such a weird couple circle. It is. And like obviously Ava with Portia. And like there's, there's so oh, many that's people intertwined. True. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Okay. By the way, like speaking of like Ava, so Sunny goes to the hospital with Nina, right? Yes. And then. I mean, it's not like, nobody knows about, like, Nicholas and Ava's marital strife. Mm-hmm. So how dare Sunny show up and be like, you need to be gone? What? <laughs> like, I was like, what on earth is happening? That Sunny would walk up to Nicholas, act like a jerk, the man's wife, like, on the surface, I'm saying, this is what it yeah. should look like to, to people. But his wife just got stabbed, and Sunny's like, I don't like you here. I'm here supporting a friend of Ava's like I don't care about <laughs> Ava she's the mother of my child but I'm here supporting Ava's friend who kidnapped our child and if I'm gonna support the person who kidnapped our child you can't be here what like how does Nina stand there and be like wow I'm so proud of this man right now I turn around and be like be quiet go because go she now. follows that line of thinking <laughs> like that really that really disgusted me. And as much as like Ava wants Nina with Sunny, like it's not like she loves Sunny. Nope. It's all very Anywho. interesting, that whole dynamic. It really, really is, because now that it's like more serious, like I wonder if it's really to Ava's benefit as she thought it could be. You know, because like her relationship with Carly has totally changed, you know, and I feel like they never really processed that, right? It was sort of mm-hmm. like, remember that moment where Ava pops in to the to the to Carly's to the kitchen she's like hey Carly and then all of a sudden everything stopped right Mm -hmm. and I feel like that need like nobody addressed that nobody addressed that ease that that Ava walked in that morning her and Carly nobody acknowledged that they had a friendly relationship right Sonny is shocked because he's still feeling a certain way about her he's like don't we not (laughs) like her and then things just moved on from there and Carly played along and I don't feel like it was addressed that for a very long time these two were on the same page like that yes. that was dropped so anyways but like aside from that there's just so many so many couples and I'm really loving that like daytime um sexy coming back and so Brooklyn and Chase are together now <laughs> and so now their faces can never not touch <laughs> they're melded together forever they're so cute and for the millionth time are you like what about their plan like for the millionth time and today, and today they took the time to walk through the whole plan and I'm like I don't get it because it ends with so then I'll become like you're gonna make me famous then we're gonna get him to sign <laughs> a contract I'm gonna sign a contract because I'm gonna be so famous and popular then he's gonna buy out the contract and then I'm gonna be famous and making money and then once I'm under his contract I'm gonna stop singing <laughs> Like, isn't that your your source of income? What? Like, what is this plan? Where where is she getting her songs back exactly? <laughs> I I'm honestly just hoping this plan evolves to make a little bit more sense because like I don't like Link. He's a shady dude. If Chase is gonna become famous, you know, we want this whole like Lois Ned type fame situation relationship. Like Link needs to go. Exactly. I mean, obviously he's a part of, 
I, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't have anything. Like, I don't understand. Like, I'm about to say things, and then it's like, I don't understand. Um, no. but I want to point this out. We'll see what happens, though. Okay, so Spencer has a dream of Esme, right? Oof, that was a heck She's, of a dream. Oh my gosh, I was like, like this is what I was thinking when I was watching. Oh my, oh my gosh, she's such a good actor in his own dreams. Like that's how I <laughs> felt watching that. He was so good, like all his anger toward her. But then there's like, um, they're announcing that Nell will be back, like in a week or so. Like I'm thinking soon we're gonna see her. But I'm, and but they said it's a brief stint, so I'm sure she's coming back as like a, like a dream sequence. But if yeah. that's true, if Nell is coming back as a dream sequence, is it really a coincidence that Esme and Nell filmed dream sequences so close together? I was thinking the same darn thing. I'm like, how is this not connected? Like, it's driving me crazy how similar they are. It's been an insane similarity between Esme and Nell that I'm just like, mm -hmm. yeah. So maybe it'll be like a huge twist as to like, who exactly is Esme? I can't wait. I want to know who she is. I want to know if she's still alive. I want to know if she's the one who drove the hook. Like, there's so much unanswered questions. So much. <laughs> okay, but, but we got, like, making out, and then we got, like, Dante and Sam being all cute, and I just like watching Dante be Dante and pretending yes. I'm Sam. Okay, I said that. Anyways, um, so <laughs> okay, I, I don't do that. Yeah, well, maybe I do. When he pulled that chair closer, oh, I was like, "Oh boy!" Oh, and the touching boy. of the knee, and I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, yeah, I appreciate this." Um, but you know what's like bad in couples or like not good couple news? What? Guardianship. So like, so Sasha. <laughs> yes. So we see Sasha and then she finds out about like the deal and then she goes all Sasha fierce. So she cries as she leaves and then she decides I'm going to wear like a scandalous dress and like go to the Metro court and be like, I'm Sasha of deception. <laughs> Do you want a confusing. picture? And I'm like, <laughs> oh no, because I don't think this is going to show you're remorseful. No. I think it'll have the opposite effect, so. Yeah, it's rough. Rough stuff. It is. And Willow? Well, God, there's so many things, so many things. What do you think is going to happen next? I really love the Michael replacement. It really weirds me out. I love how him. He gets his expressions. Yeah, he's so good. He does it so good. How is it possible that when I see him, it's Michael? Like, right? it's like okay. It's like, I don't even, it's not even drawing. I'm like, okay, like, other Michaels here, totally fine. Because I find like it's the same, like it's good. And I love how she, he like walks up to Sunny. He's like, so what happened? Like, like as if he didn't slam a door in his face and say, "You're like I the know. scum of the earth. I hate your guts. I want to erase you from this planet." He's like, "Do you have any updates?" Uh, just to <laughs> it threw me off. I was like, what's happening? So like with confidence, he asks for updates and goes, "Was it you?" <laughs> so, so it's like he basically walked over there to twist the knife and take a dig at him and I'm like this is incredible and then whenever Dex goes to like like he's all like what is that guard dog I didn't have the word I'm like you know <laughs> protector dog woof woof barky barky those things I'm still like and Dex is all like don't talk to him like that he's my dad and I'm just like Dex are you pretending or are you just really into this like I don't know but I love how Sunny's like stop it don't, don't, don't do this anymore. <laughs> I know you love me, but you can't keep doing this. Uh, because that, that's my son. You cannot attack my son. Only I can threaten his life. Right? As a, as a father, mob, father, mob, mob, father. I got it. Mob, father. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why won't it come full circle? Um, but it didn't. <laughs> yeah, it's Friday again. Um, so, woo -woo. So then um, he, Michael knocks on doctor's offices and is just like, I'm looking for my girlfriend. <laughs> it was an <laughs> aggressive knock. <laughs> I know. Terry was startled. And it's just like, he's like, where is she? Your shift is over. Should I knock on all the doors? And then freaking Willow, man. Like Terry's had it up to here between Elizabeth oh, yeah. and Willow. She's like, oh, you know, it's like, she's like, my nurse has leukemia. She's pregnant. She's tired. I don't like this. I want her to be supported. And then she's like, mm -hmm. don't worry, I'll take care of this. Then Willow's like, I've made a decision to like not work as much. And Terry's like, I want to slap you. 
like right she's like fine i have to go along with this i have to but it's really bad it's really bad so bad um (gasps) yeah but do you think her lying okay the fact that she lied to michael for whatever reason will actually minimize her anger toward carly because like she's also a liar like they're both lying Ooh, for the greater good of the baby they're protecting and for the people around them that they love yes 100 percent. interesting now i actually don't know <laughs> like what the impact of this secret reveal would be other than just more animosity between carly and nina because what if like ava's ava's whatever matches willow <gasps> like, oh, what if that oh. happens? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Like, I completely picture a scene of exactly that. Ava is able to help. Nina is still left out in the dark because nobody will forgive her for what she did, but Willow will so easily forgive Carly for that misinformation. Yeah, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, we need to know. <laughs> Inquiring minds. Totally. Because it, it's building, right? Like, we're seeing hints of certain dynamics, certain people coming closer together, potential bonds. But like but we also don't know what's going to happen. So yep. that's why that's why, we watch, that's why I watch every day. That's why I watch. Cause I'm like, I think I know, but I have no idea. Talking about somebody who has <laughs> no idea. Nicholas. Okay. So no. I was going to go Anna Valentine. Oh yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. She finally, finally figures it out. Finally. Well, figures it out or he just tells her. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, so it's like, I'm watching that scene. Everything comes out. They're sharing. They're crying. They're hugging. And I was like, so I guess it's irrelevant to point out the fact that they could have just trusted each other from oh the my start. God. Same freaking thought. Like, come on. Because the world didn't explode, right? Once they found out. It was like, you had to find out by yourself. I couldn't tell you, even though I was telling you practically and giving you hints. And then, like, Anna is like, okay, quick solution. I'm going to call the WSB, tell him what you've really been doing. And it's like, <laughs> are you some kind of a spy? And he's like, no, what about Charlotte? She's like, really? We're just going to leave an adult woman in a jail for a little bit longer? You, that's, you, that's okay with you? And I'm like, what? Like, what? Like, do you think it's that simple of a solution? Like, it's a lot more delicate. Like, you obviously have to protect Charlotte. Like, I was just like, what is happening? So even though, like, Valentin is dealing with all this distress, and I really felt for him, the fact that he's had zero physical contact, I was, like, aching for the guy. But with all that, he's still going to have to rein Anna in. Yes, and that's the part that's really frustrating. Yeah, but she knows, so... Let's see if that's helpful. Right? <laughs> Basically, he, he had, like, this is how I see it. He has a travel mate, a mission mate. That's it. Like, is it helpful? It's company. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great way to end this. <laughs> um, okay, so we covered all the things. We talked about all the stuff. Do you have any favorite lines or stars? <gasps> no. <laughs> I, I typed in fave and nothing is coming. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, I will fill in for you because there's something that I think you would have written down. Okay. <laughs> so I wrote it down <laughs> for you. Okay. <laughs> it was a logistics corner. Logistics corner. It's when um, Sunny is at Carly's house and he's going to take Avery to the hospital. And she's like, you know what? Take my car. The booster seat's already set up. I love that. Oh, do you know what I loved about that scene, even though we're trying to finish? Is that she looks at him and goes, you stayed there all night at the hospital? And then he's like, yeah. And then she's like, I'll get the griddle. <laughs> I, I, liked it. I liked it a lot. I, I liked that she like didn't dive into it, but she processed it. She's like, yeah, that's really happening. Because she's mourning a relationship. He's more like, Carly, dump me because I slept with someone else. So I'm going to date that someone else. Mm. Like, he's not mourning Carly at all. No. He complains about Carly. He complains about Michael. But I haven't seen him mourn anything the way not she's yet. had to mourn. Mm-hmm. Not yet. Not yet. What other favorite lines did you have? Well, there were... Mm-hmm. No, I had one, but I don't know where I could find it. I know I had one. I, I just didn't write it. But I... Okay. <laughs> don't want to stop stopping us go ahead 
So there's one of these moments where we love GH and they just have these like really great little nuggets for us. So mm-hmm. when she's in Brooklyn, we're talking about uh, the attack and she's like, I'm so glad we're here because at the quarter means it's swarming with police trying to solve the mystery. She touched her throat. And I thought it was oh. a really great throwback to her attack. And we didn't yeah. think how all of this would affect her. And once again, if we think that it's Esme, there's that Esme now kind of little connection that I can't make sense of. Right? I'm yelling. They're, they're <laughs> I'm like... excited, though. <laughs> I felt it was merited. Like, this is, <laughs> this is some big stuff here. Because they're the same. They're the same. Right? Um, so favorite line when Chase is speaking to Link and he's like, we're dating this huge thing on my face. It's a smile. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a dork. He's such a dork. I love him. And throwing out a star to drunk Spencer. He was on point. That whole like drunk hungover. Like he did a super great job. And as usual, I love Spencer and Cam together. So I'm throwing out the bromance star. Okay, definitely star to Spencer, a star to Cam, a star to Spencer, Trina, a star to, um, who else? (laughs) (laughs) Carly, Ava, Mm -hmm. a star to, um, don't, don't help me. To Valentine. To Valentine for emoting. Right? Yeah. I, I think love, we did it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I did it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Okay, guys. I think we totally did it. Guys, I'm talking to everybody who participated. There's like five people living in my but room do- now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now let's talk to the audience. Everybody, thank you for listening. Again, do not tell your friends. Okay. Keep this to yourselves. It's just between us. Oh my gosh, that's a wrap. Have a fantastic weekend. Bye. Bye.